On this episode, I have five New York Jets asking me questions. You ask questions and I answer them. This is the Ask Gary B Show. Hello everybody, this is Gary Vay, Nerd Chuck. And this is episode 138? Seven. Seven of the Ask Gary V Show. This is a very special show. D-Rock, why don't you go into the panoramic right now, editing of The Office. As you can tell, the Altoons starting lineup jerseys, Don Maynard, Hall of Famer, Mr. Decker. You'll probably see the Mike Tyson stuff and some other random weird stuff, the Ali stuff, but very heavy New York Jet based office. This is AJ and I's office. Uh, we keep it pretty non-fancy. Uh, this is a very special episode of the Ask Gary B Show. I, I primed it yesterday. I'm very excited about this. This is the NFL, specifically, New York Jets preview show. If I am somewhat lucky or somehow we get to next year, we'll do it again. And on this show, five, my lucky number, five New York Jets ask me questions for the show. So Stunwin, show them. Don't, don't be scared, Andrew. <laughs> I don't want to block his. Stunlin, let's get into the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 show. <laughs> All right, ready, first one? Yep. Hey, Gary, this is Ryan Fitzpatrick of the New York Jets. My quarterback. I wanted to ask you about franchises, uh, specifically fast food chains, and the, the pros and cons of getting involved with that business. And the second part of that question, how much money does Chick-fil-A lose in being closed on Sundays? Thanks, look forward to your response. Fitz, super excited for the starting quarterback to start off this tremendous show. First of all, epic beard. I mean, geez Louise. I mean, I thought I was bringing it a couple months ago. That thing is a beast. Super excited. A uh, little quick shout out to uh, my brother-in-law, Alex Klein. I yelled at him profusely in 2009 and 10, telling him that Fitzpatrick was better than our quarterback. And so now I get my chance, five years later, to have Fitz QB this team up. I'm excited to see you Sunday, Fitz. Uh, great question. You know, you expect that from a Harvard grad. Uh, um, I think the QSR business is really intriguing. Once dominated by, you know, uh, McDonald's, uh, Burger King, a couple of other players, Wendy's, a couple of things, Pizza Hut, things of that nature. What we're seeing now is fast, casual, and a whole revolution, uh, whether it's Shake Shack, Chipotle, uh, different things of that nature, and then a bunch of sub-brands popping up everywhere. So many of my entrepreneurial friends are jumping into the space, higher quality food, uh, different marketing tactics. I think we're gonna see the biggest shift in quick serve restaurants that we've seen in the last 50 years happen over the next 20. And so for entrepreneurs out there, uh, I think it's a very intriguing business model. Uh, It's a tough business, the restaurant business is a tough business, but when it hits, it hits for real. And so uh, I'm a big fan of the industry. I've been looking at it. I've been looking and poking and prodding to, is there any opportunities for me to get involved in it? Here, a little fun fact. Any of you in Jersey know, Wine Library sits right next to a Taco Bell. Dad and I just bought that Taco Bell a couple of months ago. It's sitting empty for extra parking. I've been thinking about coming up, stuff on you. What, what, get in here. <laughs> I, I've been thinking about, uh, I've been thinking about um, 
creating some brand from scratch. So I'm looking for you know any chef partners out there that have always wanted to do premium hot dogs or some other random idea. I'm open for business. So Fitz, I think uh, I think it's an interesting industry with a lot of opportunity, with the biggest shift in its opportunities in, in maybe a half a century coming up. As for Chick Fil A, uh, you know. They lose a ton of business on Sundays, uh, but I think uh, for the people that know that business and, and the family that runs it, they're more passionate about uh, the reasons they're closed for that, and I respect that. Everybody's got the things that matter to them most. For example, the Jets matter to me most. If during Sunday's game at one o'clock, at 1.47, I get 8,000 texts, emergency, emergency, and I look, and I am told by friends and family that the liquor industry and the internet have been shut down forever, I could care less. All I want to make sure is that the Jets are whipping the Browns' faces. So, everybody's got their own religion. That's my answer. All right, let's keep it going. Gary, what's going on? B Marshall. Marshall. Question, what can I do now to set up myself for business when I'm done playing ball? Thank you. Brandon, first of all, thank you so much for helping me curate this tremendous show. I'm super excited, as you can tell by wearing your number 15 t-shirt. You're gonna rebrand 15 in green the proper way. Uh, Like that, Andrew? Um, There's a lot of things you could be doing to, to prepare for life after football. I think a lot of it has to be to do around networking with the right people in, in the business world or any other place you want to go into. Especially when you have celebrity status as a, uh, as a football player, you can leverage that during your time. It's amazing. I've watched this happen with a lot of my f- athlete friends. It's amazing the level of leverage lost the second a player stops playing from literally the day before. It's incredible. And so while you're active, being in the New York market is a tremendous opportunity. Uh, you have a, a huge opportunity to, um, to, to leverage that because you have access to so many individuals. So what I think you have to do is reverse engineer what you want to accomplish uh, and, and then start networking and using that celebrity to get access to people and start learning and start executing and start making real relationships so they're tangible relationships and they're not built on, oh, I want to hang out with my favorite football player or football player. They're, they're, they're real relationships post-football where you actually have that rapport and, and you go into business or motivation or nonprofit or whatever is your driver and so um, there's that. Uh, Brandon, I'm gonna give you a little uh, uh, prediction here. This is one of the toughest secondaries you're facing this Sunday uh, with Cleveland which concerns me but I still see six catches for 89 yards and a a sit back touchdown. It's rolling. Oh, it's rolling. Gary, Eric Decker. Eric Decker. Jersey want to know there. how can athletes use social media to expand upon their brand? Eric, I think one of the biggest, first of all, super pumped, uh, you and B. Marshall, the tag team, uh, I love this, best receiving core we've had in a long time, probably since 98. Uh, you know, I think, I think athletes need to engage with their fans a lot more. You know, just pushing out like, come to you know my nonprofit event. You know, buy my jersey, support my friend. You've obviously have a a celebrity spouse as well, so bring exposure to her stuff. Like, all 
all celebrities, not just athletes, are always pushing, 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 pushing. Like, you know, come and see my stuff, do this stuff, come and do this for me, do this for me. How about doing something for them? The amount of people, Eric, right now on Twitter that are saying, Eric Decker, can't wait, Eric Decker did it. A lot of people saying, Eric Decker, you're so hot. You know, why don't you engage with some of those people and literally just use Twitter video like I love to use. Grab your phone, go to Twitter, reply. I'm gonna do it right now. You know what, D-Rock? I'm gonna do it right now. Let's just randomly pick somebody. This is the way to do it, right? You'll probably edit and do whatever you're doing. Here we go, I'm just hitting notifications. Boom, there we go. Let's see who says something. Here we go, D-Rock said something. D-Rock, get out of here. Let's find something here. Uh, All right, let's keep going. Just scrolling, a lot of rebranding. Let's see if somebody says hello. Dustin Riddle, Gary V, have a great day. Great, so I hit the reply button. I hit the camera in the bottom left corner. I hit the camera in the top right corner. I switch it to camera mode. I flip it to selfie mode. And now I forgot the goddamn guy's name. Son of a bitch. Let's exit out. Let's go back. Done. Dustin, got it. All right, Dustin. Here we go. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what happens when you do it live? Dustin, video, camera, first. Dustin, it's Gary Vee. I appreciate that, brother. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Thanks, man. And that's it. And now, I'm actually bringing value to Dustin. Eric, the amount of people that when you wave to them in the crowd or you throw them a glove or you say, hey, they go crazy. You can scale that. You can scale that on social and create real depth. You know, real depth. The amount of people that I've done those videos for and just engaged with and said hey, that then the next day go out and buy jab, 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 right hook. Or when Jason Glenn, number 58, special teamer, gave me some daps at a Jets-Patriots game when I was on the field and just said hey, the next day I went and custom ordered his jersey at 100 bucks. That is what's happening. It's very easy for you to get into the trenches of Twitter at scale and engage with your fan base and I highly, highly recommend that. Let's do it. Alright. I'm good. Hey Gary, Demario Davis. Double D. Linebacker, New York Jets, number 56, AKA Double D, coming at you. <laughs> I got a question. When it comes to startup companies, is it better to use your own capital, raise money for it, or to take out a loan? Give me back with an answer, please, sir. I love it. Damari, got a couple of fun facts for you. Number one, you may be 56 now, but you're looking at a human being, probably the only one who has a number 49 Demario Davis because when you were drafted out of the third round by us, two funny things happened. One, I ordered your jersey immediately because I knew what Double D was gonna bring to the table because I've got a story that you don't know, which is I've got some friends in that team that I don't like as much called the Patriots. And when you were drafted in their draft room, they were really sad and scared, which excited me because I knew Double D was gonna bring it to the New York Jets. You know, you didn't know that, huh, Stefan? You didn't know that, Double D, but I did. Now let me answer your question. All three work. They all can work. Again, if you're asking for selfishly for you, if you've got some startup ideas, you know, I think that raising money is the way to go because you can. It'll come to you easier. You have the leverage of your notoriety and things of that nature. And so um, that's, the, that's the route. And, and really for a lot of people, if you're able to raise money, the terms of raising money are so attractive uh, these days that you can mitigate a little bit of your risk without using your own money and loan you're on the hook and interest and things of that nature. So to me, it's raise money first. 
closely followed by using your own money, especially if you can afford it, and especially if you really believe in it. Um, but the reason I think raising money instead of your own money is a little bit more attractive is because the people that you bring money from, there's dumb money and there's smart money. By bringing in smart money, people that write fifty, hundred thousand dollar checks that happen to be in that business or that can happen to have leverage to get you your first five clients, right? If you've got a wine and spirits or social media startup, I'm a great investor because I've got clout in those worlds. So I've got my money on the line, right? And I'm gonna go use my power to bring opportunity for it. So smart money is really the most attractive. Then dumb money, just the money for the money versus your own money becomes a debate based on your own financial situation. Third is the banks. Third. Thanks. Last question. Nick. Hi Gary, this is Nick Falk from New York Jets. I'm just wondering, what are the few things I can do now to prepare for business after football? So, Nick, I think, you know, similar to B. Marshall, there's a lot of networking aspects, but the other thing that I think you could be doing, especially during the off season, let, let's talk about another thing real quick. Right now, we're very focused on the Browns and the season. Guys, all of you, let's not worry about these answers. We can focus on that in February, March, and April. Let's get really focused on football, but, I got you back, Coach Bulls. but, uh, Nick, I think one of the things that you can do is start becoming a practitioner and an executor in the place that you're passionate about. You know, you're gonna kick out of football at some point and what's gonna happen is you're gonna wanna go and do something. Being good at that actually matters, right? Like actually, like if you're passionate about music or you wanna start a music app, you know, downloading all the music apps, reading about music apps, engaging with people and talking to them about music apps. To me, the advice here, and for everybody who's watching in the Vayner Nation is, listen, way too many people want to be something versus actually putting in the work to be a practitioner for it. And, and, a lot of you are jumping into things by raising money, by quitting your jobs, by putting your other asset, the one you have the most, which is your time between 7 p.m. and 2 in the morning into something without prepping for it. The amount of people that are jumping into the cold pool of business without warming up, right? The amount of people just hitting the court without stretching. The amount of people that are just jumping into business, doing no prep work. By the time I was 22 years old to run my dad's business, I'd done eight years of real prep work, right? By the time I started VaynerMedia, you know this thing? It's not winning by accident, it's winning because 2006, three, four years of just being a social media personality and practitioner, 15 years of being business, like like I put in the work. You've got, you can't run a marathon cold. All five of these phenomenal athletes, they didn't just roll out of bed, you know, this Sunday morning coming up and play. They've been in mini camp. They've been in training camp. They've been prepping. They've been studying the film. I hope you guys are studying the film. They've been getting ready for this game. And so way too many of you entrepreneurs, and Nick, the thing that way too many athletes take for granted and celebrities and other people that transition to other things is like, cool, you just think because you were a great kicker in the NFL, you're gonna be a great entrepreneur. It's just not how it works. You've gotta put in the work. And so I would say to you, and this is why I broke up you and Brandon's question, similar points of view, Brandon and Nick, it's about not only networking and having relationships, but then you've gotta be able to bring tangible skills to the table. And so that's what I would be doing, Nick, now getting deeper into your studies on the thing that you want to be doing post NFL. 
Guys, I mean, like, listen, there's just no, <laughs> there's no better show for me than what just happened. Five amazing New York Jets asking questions uh, for this show. So now I'm gonna go into my prediction part. I'm gonna give you a prediction for this Sunday, like I'm gonna do every week prior to the game. So, you know, depending on Thursday, Friday, Wednesday, depending on how many shows I'm, I'm taping that week. Um, and then I'm gonna give you the season prediction, which is the big one. The sad thing is this show hasn't been going around that long and so you don't know that for the last four years, NFL seasons, I have been very pessimistic and have predicted the Jets not to make the playoffs and very worried, uh, you know, five and 11, six and 10. I've been very down, very concerned about many different things. Um, and so a lot of you don't know that I'm not normally, it's the one place where I'm not a true optimist. You know, it's been 33 <laughs> years of tough pain being a Jets fan and so, um, However, I have newfound light for this season. I am very excited. Uh, you know, the, if the offensive line holds, if the safety plays as strong as I'm hoping, we've got some youngsters prior. We need a lot from you. Uh, you know, but when I look at look at that whole situation, Sheldon coming back, hopefully in four weeks, maybe it's six or eight, depending on what the NFL does. You know, Big Cat. 92, like one time Sean Ellis, now Leonard Williams, looks like a beast, I'm very optimistic. Mo is as strong as it gets. You got Batman and Robin in the secondary, the Batman and Robin of the receiving core. I'm obsessed with Quincy, number 81, at H-back tight end stuff. There's a lot of stuff with Devin Smith. We're about to see what he can bring to the table. I'm a big believer in the Coach Bowles, Fitzpatrick demeanor, and I think Chris Ivory is one of the grossly underestimated running backs in the NFL. If the special teams can do a little something, I'm excited about that. Chris number 17, I like what you're doing. Uh, and so, uh, I think that the New York Jets are gonna go 10 and six. And here's why. Because I think the Buffalo Bills are the most grossly overrated team in the NFL. Everybody's buying into the hyperbole. I am completely blown away by people's belief that they're going to the playoffs and that they're gonna win nine or 10 games. It's a five and 11 team. They stink and we're gonna find those openings of victory. We're gonna lose some games along the way. I know that most people have the Jets at five and 11, six and 10. I know the most optimistic have us at nine and seven. I'm going all in on this team. I feel it. I feel it in a big way, 10 and six and with that, this Sunday, the Jets go out and beat the Cleveland Browns, who have not won an opener since I think 2004, 19 to seven. And that's my predictions for the season. I'm excited, we will track it along the way. I recognize that I've put myself out there, but I believe, baby, I believe. Statement of the day, in that statement, I'm tweaking it a little bit for this weekend. I want your favorite team's prediction record for the season, just to see where you guys are at, and I'd love to see your statement. I hope you enjoyed this show as much as I did. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. You keep asking questions, Jet players, and I'll keep answering them.